The vicious voices of the right are out in full force, and it's time for us to get up and organize against the heartless attacks on our civil rights. Start your morning diving into the headlines and issues that matter to our everyday lives, speaking with changemakers and hearing from you, our listeners. Hear your host, Zerlina Maxwell, break down the top news, push for solutions from officials who represent us, and call out the misinformation and hypocrisy that surrounds us, plus the engaging stories that keep you energized. Get your morning boost of politics, culture, and everything you need to start your day. It's always darkest before the dawn, but the dawn is here. Shining a light on the ruthless forces across the aisle and rising for a brighter future for all of us. This is Mornings with Zerlina. Welcome to Mornings with Zerlina. I'm Zerlina Maxwell, and I am joined by legendary comedian, but really just all around artist because, you know, you do music now. You've long time done television and stand up comedy. Tommy Davidson is here. Hello. So great to have you back. Thank you. So as I mentioned, you know, you've had such a long career um, and you do so many different things, but most recently, and before I get to even just the comedy tour with Cat Williams, talk about jazz. How did that come about? Were you always into music as well as these other things we've seen you do in public? Um, or is that something that came later? Before. It came before all of it. So it, and it's actually smooth jazz. So that that's... Uh... It's it's what I listen to, you know. So it started back when I was a kid. I was just like really a, a singing protege as a kid. So, you know, since I was four years old, I've been singing, singing, singing. So, you know, up through school, all of the all all of the plays, you know, Oliver and all all of them I started in and sang through the whole thing. I was in uh, uh, bands with grown men, you know, and mm-hmm. got about 13 and wanted to do what all the other kids were doing, you know, sports and all that old stuff. Finding out that uh, Michael Jackson wasn't going to be the route that I was going to take <laughs> because <laughs> I asked my mom, I said, look, I sing, I sing good as him. You know, I, I'd like to go and get an album. I'd like to go start my career. And she said, no, you're going to... um." finish high school and then you can do whatever you want to do and I said but he's like 10 and I'm nine (laughs) and she said yeah but you know he's gonna be messed up and I was like my mother's crazy like how could he be messed up he got a mini bike he travels the world this that and the other thing and she looked me right in the eyes and she she didn't say messed up she said he's gonna be up and I was like she's crazy and she was, she was. I mean, she, she I think right. that it's complicated. It's complicated, but <laughs> it's in, in her way, she was right. Yeah. No, she was trying to protect you in that moment. I mean, and you mentioned um, your mom. Talk a bit about your, your upbringing, because that's a part of your story that unless people, you know, are following the origin story of um, their favorite comedians, they might not even know this about you, but you are actually um, raised by a white family right. in Mississippi. Talk right. about that because that is a wild experience being a black child mm-hmm. um, raised by nice white people in Mississippi. Right. right. <laughs> I'd say nice. I'd say nice. I'd say more than nice. Yes. I'd say loving and caring. And, you know, I'd say that for like um, 75% of the Europeans on earth, you know. I think they get a bad rap. Um, uh, 
their ancestors didn't help. But, <laughs> you know, that's just how it goes. I actually was yeah. abandoned in the trash in Mississippi. And my mother that found me, found me randomly. So she's wow. from, she's from um, Laramie, Wyoming. And her husband at the time is from Fort Collins, Colorado. So I would constitute them as Midwest white people. Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, contrary to uh, popular belief among Hispanics and blacks and uh, 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 all white people are not the same. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and they're from different regions and, 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 and like that. But then again, you know, that that historical thing with with the ancestor thing put a blanket on all of it you know so you know if i if i were to you advise and be honest with a group of mm-hmm. native americans or anybody that that uh saw a group of white people coming over the hill i'd say hide your kids in your land first and it would be the truth so 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 um my mom and my dad who who raised me just hang on right they became my mother mm-hmm. and my father, right? Because my mother mm-hmm. abandoned me, right? Uh, were down in Mississippi. Here's now the story. They were down in Mississippi doing um, work with the civil rights movement. They were immunizing children and doing some stuff, doing voting drives. Because Kennedy had made a speech, national speech, addressing white America at the time. This is about 64, 1964. And he said, "If will you be a will you be the type of American that will be able to say that you did something about the race problem in our country?" And if the answer is no, then uh, you need to get to work. So they took that advice, went down to Mississippi, and started doing that. Well, they did that. Met met my mom, my natural mother in the in passing she was working with those same efforts okay Mm -hmm. so she they go back to to fort collins colorado where they live and and they came back through there going a trip to somewhere else and they uh were there visiting and were looking for her she was she was young you know and um they said she's gone but she has gone to uh she she just disappeared like she just left. She left with her kids. Wow. But they said she had a baby and she, I think she left her baby at such and such's house. So my mother being nosy went to that house, right? She said, my gut told me to go to the house. So she goes to the house. The house was abandoned. A bunch of teenagers in there doing drugs and stuff. She said she got out of there fast, but there was a pile of trash on the side of the house with the tire on top of it. Something told her to look under the tire and she did and she saw my foot sticking out of the trash and so she moved the trash out of the way she said there i was i was unconscious i had a t-shirt on that said i would be president in two zero and then the rest was ripped and she grabbed me out of there took me to the hospital i had been contusions in my skull i've been uh uh beaten uh starved coma almost there at the hospital 90 days lived she took me back to fort collins colorado end of that story right so I, and I so I grew up a, a Midwest boy, you know. I you know I didn't know anything about black and white. I was grew up there from there till I was five years old, and I didn't know I was black until we moved to Washington D.C. See, so they got mm-hmm. divorced. This would be the whole interview, by the way. 
So they got divorced. No, but I, I've heard <laughs> I've heard parts of this story before. Right, 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 right. And I wanted to make people familiar with it because I, I okay. think it's it's okay. so important to know this uh the, the origin story. Okay. Um, because comedians are special in our society and, and yes, it, there's are. a reason yes, why. I'll, I'll say so. Um uh so and especially smacked on 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 Oscars. But anyway, so so um but all babies are smacked on the ass when they come in. You know what I mean? So comedians, I guess they get smacked on the cheek. You know? So so um we moved, they they divorced. My brother and my sister, my sister, we're twins, we're the same age. She's born in October, I'm born in November, except for she's blonde, okay? But we're the same age. My brother's uh, uh, three years older than us two. So this is now 68. And we moved to um, Washington, D.C. during the riots. Uh, my mm. mom picked a great time. But I guess there was some good jobs in D.C. You know, she was she was a, a, a secretary. And, you know, I don't know if you remember the, the TV show That Girl. Yes. This was the first time that women were getting their own jobs in the urban sectors and, you know, and uh, uh, what is it? Helen Redding, I Am Woman and all that stuff. Billie Jean King. So yep. so she moves to D.C. during the riots with her three kids. And we land there. We see tanks and fires and what the hell is this, you know. But we're kids, so the next, about a week later, we went to play with the neighborhood kids and they beat our ass every day chased us home and they were calling my brother and sister white cracker and they were calling me white cracker lover so i go to my mother because i want the beatings to stop and i said well at least for me i don't want to be beat up so i say why are they beating me up because i don't like white crackers i like graham crackers because i'm five see so she she um we move it got so bad that we moved to the suburbs of Maryland, which was actually worse. That's the mm. first time uh, 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 I heard the word nigga because grown men were chasing me home. Mm. I'd be riding my bike and then it'd be like, I was five, uh, five, you know, going on six and 16, 17 year olds were like, killed that nigger. And like jumping off my bike and running through the woods, and and they started throwing stuff through our window, and they found out where we lived, and somebody took a couple of gunshots through our window, and um, it was scary. You know, we laid on the floor yes. a lot, <laughs> uh, and I, so finally I tell my mom, you know, who are these niggers? We have to stay away from them because they must be really bad people. I'm five, you know. You don't know, yeah. Right. You don't know what it means. So that's when I got the yeah. explanation, you know. Yeah. Well, this is her explanation to me why this was happening. People our color who don't like people your color, I'll never forget this for the rest of my life. People who are our color who don't like people your color, they're really mean to them and don't like them um, because of their color. And I was like, okay. Well, what color are you? I'm testing her now, right? Because I know my colors from the crayons. <laughs> she says, we're white. And I said, no, you're not white. You're peach mm -hmm. from the crayons. She said, I know, I know, I know, baby. 
but that's what we call ourselves. So I'm like, that's kind of stupid. So now I'm like, oh, this is a five-year-old mind. And so she says, people who are your color, when they don't like us, they call us white cracker. People our color, when they don't like you, they call you nigger. So I said, um, okay, so what color am I? This is going to get important, right? Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. So she says, you're black. So I'm like, I'm not black. I'm definitely not black. I'm brown. You see? Um, she says, I know, I know, baby, but <laughs> that's what you call yourselves. So I'm thinking that's very stupid, right? Right. So because I'm five and I learned my color from the crayons and from where I grew up, so I never knew that color had anything to do with anything because I grew up in the Midwest on farms and communes. You saw a lot of stuff a kid shouldn't see, but um, I noticed that, and I loved animals. You know, I saw litters of everything. So I always noticed that if a cat had kittens, it could be a brown cat, and they would have a black one, white one, gray one, speckled one. It didn't matter. Or a dog had puppies. The dog could be black and have a brown one, white one, you know, or, or horses. You know, we would wait for the colt, you know, because we couldn't wait to play with it. And it could be a brown horse and have a white colt. So I thought people were like animals. Right. Like, and that I like, was just a brown a one. I can relate to what you're that saying. That I was a brown one so of deeply. whatever we were. And they had no problem getting along. All of the puppies were brothers and sisters. Right. You see? So I, so I, my heart was broken so bad about the world at five, at yeah. six years old. I, I feel, like, man, I like, how I, this, relatable. How could this, how could Rel- this be? I completely how can could, relate could, to that. Could, um, so how does this work out that we hate each other and I'm with you? Right. You see? And um, that's where the real my real education came from uh, as far as race goes. Because she's like, no, are you kidding me? We love you. You know, just right. like, she's like the puppies love each other, you know? And so, and it showed me that through practice. We moved to an integrated neighborhood from that point on. I did learn how to be black, not learn how to be black, but understood that, that I was, and I was going to stay that way. Because when the white teenagers chased me then and get the nigger, the black teenagers stood in front of me and the white teenagers ran the other way. So I've been black since that point. You see? Mm. See? And then the explanation, um, the explanation of uh, 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 black and the knowledge of it came from my uh, uh, curiosity. So curiosity may have killed the cat, but it didn't kill this one. Because it it fueled me. I wanted to know why... (laughs) They exactly. hate each other so much. Right. Like right. so I started studying that. It's you know? it's so relatable what you're talking mm-hmm. about. And mm-hmm. I think it's so fascinating to hear the story in, in such detail because you grew up to become a performer. And now, now you you know, I, I saw that you first saw like the Jackson Five and you were like, I gotta be on stage. Right, right. But but even in your work as a stand-up mm-hmm. comedian, in the role of a comedian, mm-hmm. you have to observe the world in a very particular way, in a very Mm. 
you have to get close up to the ugly stuff right. and racism is stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and, and at five you're sort of having that realization and then you, you grow up to become someone who can now look at the world and and make it funny um even despite all the hard stuff i mean right. how, how do you how are you able to do that i mean think about the moment we're living through we lived through a right. whole insurrection where people ran up in the capitol after mm-hmm. trump lost with confederate right. flags. let's label them white people go no no with, with the trump supporters who ran with confederate label flags. Them white. this yeah let's label them of, white we got labels, some of them right? are white. We got a lot labels. of them are white all of them all of them yeah. Maybe there was one sprinkled in. I think one of the organizers, yeah. he's not. Yeah. He's we'll, not we'll, we'll go with the majority, right? It was a yeah. majority of Native Americans that this was their sovereign territory, right? Yep. Right? It was a majority. Not only a majority, but it was it was the population of, right? And I, w- I would say that uh, I'm going off the labels I got taught now, right? Mm-hmm. And I will also say probably in Poland or in... Um, le- Let's pick Ireland. I, I love those people. Um, um, they're a lot like black people. Um, I've done my studies. A lot of them ended up in Boston. Okay, but anyway, this is for y'all punks up there. All my best friends, you know, white my Boston white boys are my favorite. You know, hey, 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 Davidson. Um, what what happened to the Yankees? You know, so get off my phone. All right, like they call me twenty four hours. You know what I mean? So so um. The, the population would be white, right? According to the labels. So I, I, I really learned how to uh, navigate my way through all this through the proper labels. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's 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 kind of fluctuating on the labels where you get kind of. Eh. So I just labeled it real quick. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't want to do. No, all no. The I was I was just saying. You know, we're living through mm-hmm. a moment where mm-hmm. race and racism and what you were talking about mm-hmm. in terms of your upbringing. I mean, that has to come up in your comedy. How are you, how do you utilize the material that you have, which is a lot right. in this moment in American history, right. um, in your standup? Like, what are right. folks going to see when they come to Madison Square Garden? Oh, well, you know, uh, I think that the comedian's comedy derives from their experience, right? So mine derives from my experience, mm-hmm. you know? So um, and comedy has gone through a shift over the last 10 years, would you say? You know, well, no, I mean, I think in this moment, there's just so much material. Right. There's definitely a shift. No, there's material, but what happened, you know, recently with the, you know, you know, uh, the cancel culture. Mm hmm. Right. I call it the mob. Do you believe, do you believe in cancel culture? Uh, no, you can't. Uh, uh, it depends. It depends. I don't believe in, uh, eh, I don't believe in mobs. What do you think people... You know, I, I, how I believe should, that everybody how, should have their own individual right, regardless of their gender and all that stuff. But, but like, the, but so the second if, you in go, the world hold on, of... Hold on. But the no, second no, no, you go after... No, I was just going to follow up. Yeah, but, but the no, second... Finish, finish. The, but, no, but the second you go after another group... hmm Because they went after you, you know, and to take their stuff or to limit their resources or to, you know, to do that, then you're doing the same thing that got done to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, cancel culture, you know, I don't know. It, it sounds a little bit like, um, uh, uh, what do they call it when, um, um, it, it, it's like social, uh, 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 
what do they call it when you it's it's like social censorship mm-hmm. you know stay stay in your lane and we'll all we'll all just stay in our lane and we'll do our thing you know what do you think the monster should... didn't do it the monster didn't do anything Frankenstein. I'm still like five in my mind. The monster didn't <laughs> but, but, do it. Hold on. The monster. No, no, this, so I'm draw, draw this as a parallel. The monster yeah. didn't do anything, right? Uh, Frankenstein's monster, right? Didn't do anything, but yet the town came after him to kill him because he looked different, mm. right? Uh, the monster was the doctor, who decided he was going to take a dead thing, bring it to life. Uh, his his assistant dropped the bottle, cut the brain, right? Going to do it anyway. So he came out looking like he did. Luckily, he cut the part of the brain that 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 has judgment and just goes is is uh, a sensory. So the monster actually wasn't a monster. It was a very kind, loving creature, like we're born, right? So he sees mm-hmm. a little girl and is playing with the flower and she's beautiful. It really was kind of like a child. You see. I think that the conversation about cancel culture is an interesting one. I've had it um, with other comedians. And I think that um, one of the things I always want to know is like, is there a joke that goes too far? And what, what, what do comedians do? Do you have like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you don't have like a, a group that meets to vote like jokes down. Yeah, we're not like parliamentary. jokes, right? We're not, You're not, not like yeah, that. We're not but, parliamentary. but I think not in, short of canceling someone, what is the, mo- you know, like, what is the line? Is there a line? What is it? And what happens when somebody crosses it? It mean, right. meaning that they, they actually harmed a community right. with their particular joke. I think, I think, uh, I think it's, it's what we've been, we've been, um, this is based on my studies. Mm-hmm. I think it's been a problem since we've been here and we, we started putting symbols together and we started, you know, creating societies and we created languages and literature and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just been one of those things that we, that we've been grappling with, you know, um, when you don't do that, you know, you you end up dropping a, a, an atom bomb on a whole population of people or something, you know, uh, you end up being in a, a, a war between half the earth, one half of the earth fights the other half of the earth, you have a world war, you know, and, and you know, 80 million, 100 million people die. That's what happens when you do that. A comedian uh, uh, to now to bring it into a a, a, a more a, a nuclear example, comedians, right? They're telling their they're they're telling their jokes from their experience. All right, so if you're go, if your if your experience is you don't have any experience with gay, you don't have any experience with with uh, transgender, you don't have any experience with blacks, you don't have any experience with Latinos. You don't have any experience with 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 history, slavery, any of that stuff. You don't have any, you know, you don't have none of that. Then then your comedy is going to reflect that. So you're not going to be in. You're not really going to going to going to be sensitive to 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 all of those things that I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were raised with all of that other stuff of the understanding, then your comedy will derive from there. So if an, an individual comedian, you know, is isn't cool. On, on, let's say, uh, if they aren't cool on, um, let's say, uh, Jews, if they aren't cool on Jews, you mm-hmm. know, they're going to have a hard way to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, if, yeah. they, if they aren't cool on welfare mothers or whatever, they're going to have a hard 
way to go. If they're not cool on gays, they're going to have a hard way to go. Because we we've had just the whole globe we're on, we've had a hard way to go to get those things together in the first place. Right? right. Haven't we? Chattel yeah. slavery, 400 years. Uh, 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 my precious Jews put on a, a freaking boxcar in February with no bathroom going where they don't even know right? because of who they were, right? I mean, on and on and on and on, right? None of us have a break, right? So, so yes, that, that the movement against that is just the way of us uh, uh, equalizing the situation and making, making, uh, making our society palatable, you see? So important. Yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not a parliamentary group where we get together and go, here's what you can't say. And here's what you can say. You know what I mean? I, 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 um, I'm not a big fan of parliamentary groups anyway, because the most powerful ones are all all white males and they're scary when they get together. Oh my God. (laughs) You know what I mean? They, they they do things like that. They go, you know, like like the, the, the Pope gets with his group and goes, uh, you know, if they don't believe in what we believe in, shackle them, take their land, blah, 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 blah. You know? Right. You know, the yeah, Dutch, the Dutch, you know, the Dutch finally, the Dutch finally defeat Spain and they become this independent place and the parliamentary thing goes, let's get into the slave trade like everybody else. And they buy the Asiento from, the Asiento is the license to slave that comes from the Vatican. Let's buy that. Right. Right. So so that 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 it it, it all just caught you. Have you ever heard the song uh, Ball of Confusion by the Temptations? Mm-hmm. Right. People moving in, people moving out. Yeah. All because of the color of the skin. Yeah. Run, run, run. But you sure can't hide. Ball of Confusion. Me and my sister <laughs> were sitting on on the porch when we moved to D.C. and we heard that song, you know. And, and and at that moment, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I get where we are, you know? And the good thing is, 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 is no matter how, how much we act up, whatever created this universe always gives us another chance, you know? And the other chance we just got given uh, just now, you know, because the universe stopped the earth, right? Because nobody has the individual power to do that. Everybody went inside looked at the TV, and saw that guy put his knee on that guy's neck. Thank God everybody saw it because now everybody gets to deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, 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 the African uh, 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 Hebrew Jew, G, uh, uh, I'm going to say JC, was really good at observation, you know? And he yeah. said, he is who without sin, you know? Let them cast the first stone. He said some really cool stuff, you know? that. But it all... It, 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 the majority of the things that he was about was about us, you know, getting along, you know, but we do get along. We do. We do get I along. I think that I think sometimes we have to focus on the majority of us that do get along and have a nuanced perspective on these issues. So I want to make sure to yeah. um, let folks know that Madison mm-hmm. Square Gardens Hulu Theater is where you need to go to mm-hmm. see Tommy Davidson. 
Um, You'll hear October comedy. 20- you won't hear my. You won't hear my. Qu- you won't hear well, my. Well, no, my, but yeah, I think yeah. that in in this conversation, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's so fascinating to hear the way that you think and right. your upbringing because that informs your comedy. And right, as, right, as right. we've discussed, it makes it funnier. Right. So um, October twenty fifth through the twenty eighth oh, yeah. at me, the me, MSG Theater. Go, go, um, go. Is is where you need to go uh, to see Tommy Davis, a legendary comedian, um, also musician, newly yes, musician, longtime musician, but now jazz musician as well. Tommy Davidson, thank you so much. Right. It's been great to have you back on the show. Uh, good luck with all of your touring. I know you're thank going you, beyond even Madison Square Garden after this week. Hulu Theater. Come on, bring it. Thank you, thank you so much. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with more mornings with Serena Ashton. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Zerlina. Check in for new episodes every weekday.